Bible to my Bible Hallelujah. It's a blessing to own a Bible. Hallelujah. It's a great blessing to own it and to know what its content is. Amen. So from Sunday, we've been talking about six vital furnaces of the Christian. Six vital furnaces of the Christian. And we said that the word furnaces is a Greek word, which translated means a mindset. So it, it, what we are talking about is six vital mindsets of every Christian. Hallelujah. So it means that these six vital mindsets are what every Christian is supposed to possess. Amen. And the first one we started sharing on was that the word of God is God speaking to me. I am a doer of the word. Hallelujah. So on Sunday we shared at length, we said God's word is God speaking to us. When we hear God's word being ministered, when we read from scriptures, wherever we hear the word of God, it is actually God talking to us and not a man. Amen. And we learned from the book of First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, that the church in Thessalonica, when Paul spoke the word of God to them, they did not receive it as the word of a man, but they received it as the word of God. And the attitude with which they received it as the word of God, the word started bearing fruits in their lives. The word became effectual in them. And we said that the word of God cannot be effectual in your life. Or it can be, the word of God can be effectual in your life depending on the attitude with which you receive it. If you receive it as the word of a man, it will not be effectual in your life. But when you receive it as the word of God indeed or in truth, that is when it will be effectual in your life. Hallelujah. And we define what the word of God is. Amen. So we are continuing from there. Praise the Lord. You know, I said something on Sunday that the Christian is a manifestation of God's word. Praise the Lord. A manifestation of the word. The Christian is a product of God's word. He was born by God's word. The material that is used or that was used to make the Christian was the word of God. And you know, it's a principle that every living thing needs to stay connected to their source to remain alive. Hallelujah. Every living thing needs to connect or stay connected to their source. So fishes, they need to stay connected to the water. Because if they are not connected, <laughs> when they come and walk on land, something will happen to them. Hallelujah. Because we are born of God's word, we are supposed to stay connected to the word to be alive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, can we please turn our Bibles to James, the book of James, chapter 1. James, chapter 1. 
James chapter 1 Libo Satakabahaya are we there? Verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. We are reading from the verse 22 to the verse 24. Can we all read together? Ready? Go. Can you add verse 25? Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back to the verse 22. He said, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves so he's saying here that it's simple he says that if you are only a hearer of god's word he says you are deceiving yourself. So he says, be ye doers of the word. Doers of the word. I said Sunday that, you see, the word of God is like a script that has been given to us. And we are actors of the script that has been given. And I gave a scenario of an actor who has been given a script now, what we watch on TV, be it movies or anything we watch on TV, when a person is doing what they do on screen and you are watching, the person is actually practicing or putting to work whatever they have read from their script. So in the script, one may say, in, in the script, it may be written, okay, when you reach this point, cry. Then you see the actor crying. Hallelujah. What is the actor doing? The actor is practicing or acting on what they have read in the script. In the same way, God gives us his word as a script for us to act out. The reason why he has given us the word is for us to act the word out. It's for us to practice the word. Not for us just to hear the word. The reason for hearing God's word is so that we can do it. Because, you see, if you don't hear the word of God first, you may not know what to do. But what you ought to do is in God's word. For example, Jesus, when he had taught the people for about three days, and the disciples came to him, they said, Master, in John, the book of John, 
the Gospel of John. Said, Master, send these people away so that they can buy food in the nearby villages because we don't have anything for them. Jesus said, you yourself give them something to eat. Then one person said, oh, even a, a, a year's wages will not be enough to buy food for all these people. Then the Bible said something. He said, he himself knew what he would do. Hallelujah. He himself knew what he would do. So Jesus, at that point, he knew what he would do. What would he do? So what did he do then? He asked them, he said, what do you have? And said, oh, we don't have anything except two fishes and five loaves of bread. The Bible, the Bible says he, he collected them and he gave thanks. And he asked them to distribute it amongst the people. Now, it is very strange that the Bible saying that Jesus himself knew what to do. You could have thought that maybe he was going to do something out of the blue. What He just gave thanks. And by he giving thanks, the food was multiplied among the 5,000 people. Hallelujah. What he actually did, you can find it in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms says that he gave thanks and multiplied all his substance. So what he was actually doing was practicing what was written in the Psalms. That is why he knew what to do. So Jesus, always in a situation, he knew what he was supposed to do in that situation. What you are supposed to do is in God's word. Hallelujah. James says, be ye doers of the word. Now he's talking to you, a believer. He says, be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. So, you can put it in this way. When you ask God, God, what should I do? God tells you, be ye doers of the word. So, what does the Christian do? The Christian does the word. Are we all here? Now, when I come to you, and I say, Brother Alfred, what do you do? What comes into your mind? Can you please give Brother Alfred a microphone? When I ask you the question, Brother Alfred, what do you do? What comes into your mind? Usually my work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please, you can give it up to him. Thank you very much. Did you all hear him? When we ask Brother Alfred what he does, or we ask anybody what they do, the first thing that comes into their mind is their work. Hallelujah. Are we all here? Here, he's saying, be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So what does a Christian do? The word. The Christian is a doer of the word, a word practitioner, an actor of the word. That is what he does. So it means that the word of God is the work of the Christian. Amen. The word of God is the work of the Christian. The same way you wake up and go to work every morning. For the Christian, work means doing the word of God. Practicing the word of God. 
hearers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Can we go to the next verse? For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, the Bible says he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. King, King, this is King James. When you read NIV, NIV will say, beholding his natural face in a mirror. Can you please go on? For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Hallelujah. Now please listen to this very carefully. He said, be but be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word. When he said the word, definite article, the word. He didn't say do what is written in scriptures. He said do the word, the word. What is the word that he is referring to over here? Hallelujah. Be therefore doers of the word. Now, when you go to the previous verse, before the verse 20, 22, in James 1.21, can you please go there? He said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now he's talking about laying aside all these things. Then he says, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. Then he comes down again to say, but be ye doers of the word. He's still talking about the same thing. The engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And he says, be ye doers of the word. The word over there signifies, it's not just words written down, signifies the personality of the word, Christ. Hallelujah. When we read the book of Colossians chapter 3, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What does he mean, the word of Christ? He means that everything that concerns Christ, the message that talks about Christ. That shows us about Christ. He says, let that one dwell in you richly. Hallelujah. And here he's telling us that, the verse 22 says that, be therefore doers of what? The word. Are we, are we all following? Be therefore doers of the word. And not hearers only. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. So it means that if you hear the word of God and you do not practice the word of God, he says that you are like a man, looking at your face in a mirror. So as you are looking at your face in a mirror, is the same way as hearing the word of God. He says that you are beholding yourself. So
So what does it mean? It means that when you are hearing the word of God, you are hearing about you. Are we all here? See, there's a reason why he tells us to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Amen. Then he, he says that we should receive with meekness the engrafted word, the implanted word. What is the implanted word? Christ. Hallelujah. So the word he's talking about, be ye doers of the word. He's talking about a person. That is Christ. So the more you hear the message of Christ, the more you hear who Christ is, that is the message you are supposed to be doing. That is the message you are supposed to be practicing. It means that whatever you see in Christ, that is what you have to put to work. So when you read the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, he says that, be therefore followers of God as dear children. Hallelujah. He also admonishes us to walk like Christ walked. When he says to walk, it means that the same way that Jesus was walking, or Jesus walks, that is how we are supposed to walk. When I say walk, it's not walking like this. No. How you behave. The same way. Amen. So when he's telling us to be doers of the word, in other words, you can put Christ there. Doers of the word and not hearers only. He's, he's telling you to mimic Christ. To practice what Christ practices. Are we all here? Then he said, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like the one that is looking at his face in a mirror. Then he says that for he beholdeth himself. Hallelujah. Are you all here? Are you following me? He beholdeth himself. So what you, when, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? You see your reflection. When we teach you the word of God, the word of God that we minister to you here is the word of Christ. The word that concerns Christ. When we teach you God's word, when we minister to you God's word, what we are ministering to you is yourself. Why? Because you are who Christ is. Hallelujah. So as we minister the word of God to you, the word of Christ, as we minister it to you, you are beholding yourself. We are, we are showing you a picture of yourself. Then he says that when you see that picture of yourself and you go out and you don't do what you see, he says that you are, someone, you are like someone who sees his face in a mirror and you went your way and forgot how you look like. It means that your reflection is in the word. Hallelujah. See, the Christian is defined by God's word. Your life is found in the word of God. What you need to do is found in God's word. The word of God is your description. And I said the word of God is Christ. So it means that Christ is your description. But we'll talk about that one later. We are talking about doing the word. Amen. We are word doers. We don't hear God's word to go to God for God to do something for us. No. We hear God's word to be able to put the word of God to work. God, as mighty as he lives, or as he is, 
acts upon his word. God lives by his word. God puts his work, his word to work to see results. So he tells us as children of God, born by the word, to also practice or put the word of God to work. The same way he puts his word to work. So, when God was creating the world, the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. What was God doing? He created the heavens and the earth, but there was an issue. So what did he do? He put his word to work again. How? By releasing it. He said something. He spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He was putting his word to work. When Jesus Christ came on the scene, he did the same thing. He was putting his word to work, the word of God to work in his life. I told you that when he went into the synagogue and he was handed over the scriptures to read, he found a portion of scripture that was written in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to do this and to do that. Then he said that today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What was he saying? Because it was only the person about whom that word was written that could say words like that. And Jesus spoke those words. It means that he was putting himself in the word. He was saying that the word over there was talking about him. So he was actually putting God's word to work in his life. He was saying that, hey, I am the one this one is talking about. So this scripture you are hearing has been fulfilled in your hearing right now. Please, are you here? That is the word of God. You see, a lot of people go to church. A lot of people hear a lot of things in church. But there's only one thing that you, you need to hear in church, and that's the message of Christ. Hallelujah. The message of Christ. Who Christ is. What Christ has. What Christ can do. So when you hear those, those words, those are the things you ought to practice. Those are the things you ought to do. Because you see, the Christian life is, is in the epistles. We've said that here over and over again. It's in the epistles. So throughout the epistles are written the Christian life. So whatever you study in the epistles are for us to practice because they are showing us our life. So he says that if you hear it and you go your way and don't do it, he says you are deceiving yourself. You are lying to yourself. So every life that is lived outside God's word is a lie. Hallelujah. It's a life of deception. Because we are supposed to do, we are supposed to practice the word of God. God will not practice his word for us. No. We are the ones who are supposed to practice the word of God. 
that is what you are supposed to be having in your mind. That you ought to put the word of God to work. For instance, he says, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So when you meet a situation, someone is sick, someone comes to you. What do you do? The scriptures have told you or has told you what to do. You lay hands on the sick. What are you doing? When you do that, you are practicing the word. You are doing what the word says to do. You have heard it. And you are putting it to work. Hallelujah. And it is in, in putting the word of God to work that the word produces results in your life. The word of God cannot produce results in the life of a Christian who does not put the word to work. It won't happen. And God will not put his word to work in your life for you. No. When God gives you his word, he is not expecting you to be quoting his word back to him. He is expecting you to put his word to work in your life. Doing the word. And there are various ways of doing the word. One of the ways of doing the word is by speaking it. Just like God spoke in the beginning. Hallelujah. Can we please go on? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, it's like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. Go to the next verse. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. So when you see a Christian who is living opposite God's word, who is experiencing what is opposite what God has said in his word for him to experience, it means that that person has forgotten the word of God. Is it that that person doesn't know one or that person has forgotten what he knows? Are we all here? Because you see, the word of God is for our benefit. It is for us. I said God cannot do anything outside his word. He can't. Or he won't do it. God is, his mode of operation is within the limits of his word. He doesn't go outside his word. So if he wants to accomplish something in your life, he will do it based on his word. So what he has not said he would do in your life, he wouldn't do. Praise the Lord. On Sunday, I said that the word of God is as powerful as God is. Amen. The word of God can produce the same results that God can produce. So you see, he has given us the advantage of giving us his word. Because he knows that once he gives us his word and we put his word to work just like he, he does, then we will get the results that he, God, gets. So a Christian can have God's own results by putting the word of God to work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Christian can have the results that God can have by putting God's word to work in, in his life. For instance, someone needs a child. God can produce a child through his word. 
Hallelujah. Now when he gives you his word, he has given you the material with which he himself can produce whatever he produces. So what he needs to produce what he wants to produce, he gives it to you. That is his word. The word of God is the material by which God produces things. Amen. Now when he gives you his word and you receive it as the word of God, that word that he has given you is as powerful as he himself. Why? Because the word can produce what it talks about. Now, I said the word is a person. That's Christ. Hallelujah. Now, when you look into the scriptures, to be specific in the epistles, and you start meditating on the epistles, meditating on them, meditating on them, and the word of God gets inside your spirit. Once it gets in your spirit, then you begin to practice the word that is in your spirit. That is when you will see results in your life. Because the word of God is a spiritual substance. Hallelujah. It is a spiritual substance. Inherent the word are things. But those things will not come out themselves unless someone brings them out. Unless someone works it. So the Christian needs to work the word to be able to see the results of the word. That is a part of Christianity that many have lost sight of. Because a lot of people are praying. People pray a lot. When you go for all night meetings, people pray. Why? They are praying about one need or the other. Hallelujah. It is not the prayer alone that would meet that need. No. It is not the prayer that will meet that need. Because the way God produces or manufactures whatever he wants to see is through his word. So if you want to see what God wants to see or God sees in his life, you also have to put the word to work in your life. Are we all here? Let's go to the next verse. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law, that gives freedom, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Now, can we please go to King James? But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now listen to it very carefully. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now in the Old Testament, they were looking into what? The book of the law. God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Hallelujah. You see, even, even then, in Joshua's time, he was the one responsible for making his way prosperous. How? By meditating on God's word. Amen. Now, 
this, this one is called the perfect law of liberty. This is the New Testament. Amen. So he, say, he says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Did you hear that? He said, the one that looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. The same person, not being a forgetful hearer. Then he says, but a doer of the work. You see, he didn't, he didn't say a doer of the word. He exchanged the word, word there for work. Are we all here? Are you following me? So when he said, be therefore doers of the word and not hearers only. And I ask the question that when you say, what do you do? The first thing that comes into your mind is your work. So I said, the word of God is the work of the Christian. So he emphasizes it here. He says that whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Now he's not just doing the word. The word has become his work. The word has become his occupation. That means that the one who is occupied with the word, he says that this man shall be blessed in his deed. It means that you, you, you should wake up every day of your life looking for which part of God's word to do. Because doing it is your work. It is not God's work. It is your work. It is your work to, to work the word of God. We are workers of the word. Hallelujah. We are not just here to be telling God, oh God, your word says that, oh, this, this, this. No, 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 no. He says, put the word of God to work in your life. Do the word. Let the word become your work. What does that mean? You see, sometimes people say, oh, as for today, I'm feeling so... Some way I can't I can't I can't go to work. Some of you, even if it's raining, you'd want to go to work. Treat the word of God with that same seriousness you treat your your jobs. Hallelujah. Why? Because the word of God is your work, your actual work. You know, there are two kinds of work. There's the work of your hands, and there's the work of your mouth. Hallelujah. The works of your hand, the work of your hands are what you do physically. Amen. That one is part of the works of your hand. But the works of your mouth are the works that you produce by speaking God's word. Just like God was doing in the beginning. God said, let there be, and there was. God said, let there be, and there was. And the Bible says that on the seventh day, God rested from the work which he was doing. What work was that? creating. How? By his words. What was he doing? He was practicing his own word. He was putting his word to work. So, in the same way, you put God's word to work. 
You put God's word to work through meditations and speaking them out. We need to occupy ourselves with the word of God. You occupy yourself. You occupy your mind. You occupy everything about you to spell God's word. You, you are occupied in it. There are some people that when you see them, their jobs are written all over them. Some of them take their jobs home. Some husbands. Then their wives want to talk to them. You can't you see I'm working? They are working. They've brought their jobs home. Some ladies also bring their jobs home. Hallelujah. In the same way, the word of God is your work. Hallelujah. So that is what you are supposed to be doing. You practice the word. It means that when you study God's word or when you hear God's word being ministered, you act upon what you have seen in the word. Let me give you an example. He says, the people that dwell in there shall not see I am sick. Hallelujah. The people that dwell there shall not say, I am sick. They shall not do what? So what does that mean? What does that mean? Hallelujah. What does that mean? The people that dwell there shall not say, I am sick. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 24. Isaiah 33, 24. Isaiah 33, 24. Let me read. He says, And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. The inhabitants. He's talking about those that dwell in Zion. Amen. Now, the Bible tells us that we have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 downwards. And he says that the inhabitants of Zion, that's what he's talking about, shall not say, I am sick. So if you want to do God's word, how do you do this particular word? When you are feeling symptoms in your body, he says, the inhabitants shall not what say i am sick so he is teaching you what to say or what not to say are we all following so the inhabitants shall not say i am sick so you can't be feeling all those things in your body and you say ah, i am sick i am sick it means that you are not doing what the word of god has said you are a forgetful hearer. You have forgotten that you are not the one that says that I am sick. Why? Because you are an inhabitant of Zion. The inhabitants shall not say I am sick. They shall not say I am poor. Says, let, let the weak say I am sick. That's the Old Testament. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. He didn't want them saying something opposite to what he has already told them. No. 
In the same way, when you come in the New Testament, God tells us in his word what to, what to do, how to behave. We as doers of the word see what has been written about us. Then we practice it or we act upon it. He says lay hands on the sick. So when you see a sick person, you lay hands on that person. Why? You are doing God's word. Hallelujah. He's, he calls you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How do you call yourself the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks about it. It is what he has said that you do. He tells us, he says, let no corrupt speech come out of your mouth. But that which is good, that it may impart grace to your hearers. Let no corrupt speech come out of your mouth. So, it's your mirror. So, he's telling you, you are the one that no corrupt speech comes out of his mouth. You are that person. So, behave like that. So, in that instance where you could have insulted that brother, the moment you raise your voice and you remember the word, then you, you, you stop. Why? You are putting the word of God to work. It is not that, oh, you are trying to be, no, you are, you are working God's word. Hallelujah. That is the reason for the word of God that we teach in church. That's the reason for the epistles. You see, the epistles explain to us who Christ is, what he has done. Hallelujah. And who we are in him. Now, after showing us all these things, he, he has shown them to us in his word. And they were in the form of letters to the church. So the book of Acts is one of them. Ephesians, Philippians, all the epistles. Our, our lives are written in them. So when you take them, they show you who you are. Then when you see who you are, what do you do? You meditate. You are taking the picture. You are drawing the picture from the book into your spirit. Once you draw the picture from the book into your spirit, you have that image in your spirit. So everywhere you go, you have that image. And once you have that image, in your actions, you are, you are going to say something wrong then you, because of the image you have picked from God's word, that no corrupt speech should come out of your mouth, you stop right there. Hallelujah. Are we all here? See, the fruits of the word can only be seen when the word is put to work. Let's go back to the James scripture, one twenty-five. I'll be rounding up very soon. But whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty, James 1.25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, 
Hallelujah. So you see, he has said something else here. He not being a forgetful hearer. You are looking into the perfect law of liberty. And he says that he not being a forgetful hearer. That means that they are hearers and they are forgetful hearers in church. Amen. So you can hear God's word and you can forget God's word that you have heard. But he's talking to those who look into the word and they, are, they continue looking and they are not forgetful hearers. You can only be someone who remembers or who is reminded of God's word when you continue in the word. Are, are we all here? Did you see that in that scripture? But whoso, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. Not sometimes. Hallelujah. So today, there, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have to read anything. I don't think I have to listen to any, any Pastor Prince message. Today, no, 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 no. He says, and continue therein. He being not a forgetful hearer. See, what you do consistently remains with you. Hallelujah. The more of God's word you imbibe into your spirit, the more you are formed by that word. The more, you see, that, that word forms your language, forms the very core of your being. Praise the Lord. So, you see, if you want to do something, if you, if you want to do any of, of the word of God that is being taught, you ought to listen and listen and listen again. Listen to it to the point that when you are sleeping and they wake you up and tell you to mention one of the lines, you can mention it. That's the first level. Hallelujah. Now, with the second level, you are meditating upon it. You are meditating upon it and it's getting into your spirit. Now, when it gets into your spirit and your spirit is full of the word of God, now the word of God begins to come out without you trying to remember it. How many of you remember your names? Do you wake up trying to remember your name? When I say, Evelyn, come here. She will run here right now. Why? Because she knows her name is Evelyn. Hallelujah. In the same way, when we drink of God's word enough, when we, we imbibe God's word enough, and our spirits are flooded with God's word, practicing it comes easily. Hallelujah. See, the reason why a lot of people don't or find it difficult practicing the word is because they are not full of the word. They look into the word sometimes, and sometimes they don't. They don't continue in it. It has not become an occupation to them. They do it sparingly. They do it today, tomorrow. They don't do it. So their lives are full of ups and downs. Today they are sick. Tomorrow they are strong. Because today they are, they are looking into the word that says that by his stripes ye were healed. And tomorrow they are, they are looking at something else. That is telling them that, hey, there's COVID-19, there's monkeypox, there's all these things. There are all these things. Hallelujah. So they, they, are, they are looking into it one way. Tomorrow they, they wouldn't check it again. 
they are not consistent. But when you remain consistent in the word, meditating, imbibing, and when I say the word, I'm talking about the message of Christ that our man of God has been teaching us here. Hallelujah. When you continue therein, you continue. The word abides in your spirit. You meditate on it. Then you carry what is from the message into your spirit. Now, it will be controlling you. The word of God that is in you. He says that those who believe in the word, the word works effectually in them. Hallelujah. So it means that once the word of God gets into your spirit, it begins to work in your spirit. So it works in your spirit and from your spirit to the outside. Jesus said, out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Praise the Lord. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the word is what? Our work. God in the beginning was working. How was he working? By speaking. Are we all here? So, we also, like God, doing his word. Also, when we put the word of God in our mouth and begin to speak it, we are also working. Now, when we do that, we will see the results that God's word talks about. See, it's only the word of God. It's only in the word of God that tells you what to do and the results of what you do when you do it. Hallelujah. It is only in the word of God. He tells you what to do, and he tells you the outcome when you do what he says you should do. Hallelujah. Are we all here? Am I seeing doers of the word of God in the house? Say, I'm a doer of the word. Say, I'm an actor of the word. Hallelujah. A man of God says that God does not honor preachers of the word. A man of God came to Kenahagen. Pastor, Pastor shared this story with us. And the person said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well, I'm sick and all that. And the person was a healing minister. Amen. A healing minister. And he asked Ken Hagen, but you, you are not falling sick. What, what do you take? And Ken Hagen said, I take what I preach. Hallelujah. I take what I preach. It means that he does what he preaches or he teaches. Be therefore doers of the work or of the word and not hearers only. Hallelujah. Are we all here? Have we heard something tonight? Are we going to practice the word of God? Hallelujah. Can you please be on your feet with me? Say, I'm a doer of the word. Say, I'm a doer of the word. And not a hearer only. Say, I'm a doer of God's word. And not a hearer only. When I hear God's word, I put it to work. When I hear God's word, I practice it. I'm a doer of God's word. And not a hearer only. The word of God is God speaking to me. The word of God is God speaking to me. I am who Christ is. 
I have what Christ has. I can do what Christ can do. And I'm seated where Christ is seated. In heavenly place. Now, I am the authority of Christ on this earth. I am the authority of Christ on this earth. When I speak, situations obey. When I speak, devils obey. Because I'm the authority of Christ on this earth. Shall glory. Hallelujah. Can you close your eyes and just begin to speak in an unknown tongue and thank God for the word you have heard tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and thank him right now. Thank him right now. Open your mouth and thank him right now for the word that you have heard tonight. The word of God is producing results in your life. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Maleko your word is producing results in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Your word is prospering in our lives by the power of the Spirit. We thank you for your word. We thank you that the word of God is magnified amongst us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because our lives belong to you. And our lives are a reflection of your word. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shall glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's time for us to receive our offerings. So the music team will give us one song as we get ready to bring our offerings from the back. From the back, please. 